0: Well, hi there, and welcome to Unshaken. I'm Julie Van Warmer, your host for today's episode, and I'm so glad you're joining me. I want to take a minute before we get started and invite you to head over to our socials, Facebook and Instagram. Follow or like us at Women of the Word CTW. This is our umbrella account that covers and highlights this podcast, Unshaken, our blog called Planted, our Mom to Mom ministry aimed at encouraging mothers in the work they do, and also our Regarding Him conference that happens yearly in March. There is so much good content. On these socials, you are not going to want to miss it, so go follow them today. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast directory, like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, CastBox. It helps us out, and it also helps you out, because you get notifications of new episodes that drop each and every Thursday. You can also reach out to us at unshakenpsalms622 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you if you ever have any ideas, suggestions, or thoughts about an episode. Or maybe you just want to tell me about something that you heard on an episode and how it impacted you. Finally, Unshaken is a podcast for women, put on by women, and our goal is to encourage and challenge and point women to Jesus Christ. And as you know, with Jesus, we can be unshaken no matter our circumstances. Hey, let's jump right into our episode today. All right, well today is our third installment of Feminology. And this is for the year 2023. We have been discussing how we can live with our emotions and still honor God. That's pretty tricky, to be honest with you. <laughs> It's been a great conversation. Each Thursday, the first Thursday of each month, we've talked about this. We opened this year in January with that discussion about emotions in general. And then in February, of course, we dealt with the emotion of love, which was great. Um, And it kind of helped us to talk and think about how to love people who are hard to love. I think that was really helpful to me personally. Uh, Today, we're going to jump into a brand new emotional topic. I mean, oh, ha ha, that's so funny. (laughs) I don't mean an emotional topic, but a topic on an emotion, right? But first, let me introduce you to my guest today, Heather Kramer. Heather, I am so glad to have you on with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Heather, why don't you just start off? I always start off because you've not been on the podcast before.
1: No, my first time. Are you excited? Oh, yeah.
0: Are you a little nervous? Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us a little bit about your life, You know, your goals, your, your favorite foods, that one item in your wardrobe that you could not do without, <laughs> right? And maybe like a favorite pastime.
1: Sure um so my name is heather i've been married to my husband jordan for about three years now we actually met online Ooh, so that's fun our whole dating and engagement was we called it commute distance what we lived like two hours apart so it wasn't quite long enough yeah call it, like long distance so we saw, you
0: could get together and see yeah, each other on the yeah. weekends
1: we typically saw each other so a lot more often than most long distance yeah relationships did um, We now have a one-year-old daughter, Ivy, and another girl on the way Yay. in July. Yeah. Um. Ask me about food. I think ask me about food. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, I love Italian food, or just pizza. Honestly, just carbs. Getting lots of carbs, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happy. I'm with you, girl. <laughs> um. Or as far as candy goes, I love sour candies more more than chocolate.
0: That's just strange to me. I, I, I am I do not. Like chocolate, I'm a chocolate girl, but you know, to each his own, right?
1: Yes. Um. And for my wardrobe right now, since I'm pregnant, I cannot live without something stretchy or leggings. <laughs> like, regular jeans are gone. Right. Like, it's just not a thing yes. anymore. Yes. I
0: completely understand. <laughs>
1: um, as far as pastimes, I I need to get into this more, but I do enjoy reading. I, okay. I read, read a lot growing up. It changes when you
0: become a mom. Yes. Trying yeah. to
1: find time to do it or just the mental energy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but mm-hmm. if I were to read, i like a good, like, <clears throat> Agatha Christie mystery. Oh, Cozy... Murder mysteries, yeah. type of thing.
0: Actually, I love those. Um, I I actually like Agatha Christie, or I like Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Also has some of those. They're kind of old classic mm-hmm. ones. There's not a lot of other stuff that's bad in them. Usually, right, right. I mean, I guess murder it's isn't good. Murder, <laughs>
1: I mean, but they solve it. So. Yeah, that's
0: right. That's right. And they get who did it. So one of the things that I know about your husband is that he works, um, or has worked, a strange shift. Yeah. And I know for lots of women, their husbands might work you know, three days on, three days off, or they might work nights or second shifts. And I think that's a unique spot to be. And sometimes it can cause discontent because we look around ourselves and we see the guys who work nine to five jobs and the wives who are making dinner, you know, and and ready. So how did you deal with that? Because that's a tough one. And I think you have some good wisdom.
1: Yes. So right now my husband, thankfully he's back to day shift, which has been (laughs) such a treat. Um, But we have had times where he's worked at least part of the night. So I wouldn't say being content is something I've mastered, because it can get pretty lonely. Uh, But I think just finding ways to enjoy my evenings alone has been helpful, whether it be going on walks with my daughter um, after dinner when the weather was nice. Of course, (laughs) Um, we're recording in February. (laughs) So So, in the summer, that was great. Or just grabbing ice cream, um, or having a friend over for dinner, just having women over that. It's just easier when my husband's gone, just to to have them over. Um, Or just putting ivy to bed and looking forward to catching up on a show that maybe i would want to watch my husband wouldn't care too yeah so yeah little ways to enjoy that time and just help the time pass
0: well it sounds like what you said is you're you're filling your time up with really good things Mm -hmm. and so that is great rather than sitting around and stewing that your husband's not home right so that's a really good point in our Contentment journey, you know, like it's what our brain thinks, right? right. <laughs> okay, so what about a um, a mom hack? You've been a mom for how long now?
1: Uh, Fifteen, going on sixteen months. Yeah. Okay, you have
0: tons of wisdom then. Oh, I'm sure.
1: No, <laughs> I know nothing. I'm no, constantly you know, reminded of that. Oh,
0: <laughs> you know plenty. There's something about being a mom. You just have to jump in, right? Yes. But what is one mom hack that has really helped you?
1: So. This question took me a while to think of. I feel like I'm just not a hacky kind of mom. Okay. but But um, <laughs> if you give me another kid or two, I'll, maybe I'll have some more okay. ideas. Okay. But something I did think that I have found helpful, I don't think it's, like, life-changing, but um, <laughs> is I have, like, in our bedroom, for example, some of Ivy's toys or books. So if I'm up there putting laundry away, she has something to do.
0: Nice. Um,
1: and typically, she doesn't play with those toys unless we're up there. So they're kind of new in a way. Um, yeah. Or sometimes I just make her part of the process. So if I'm folding laundry, she helps me fold laundry. Well, by fold, I mean unfold laundry. Of course, um, yes. she feels like she's part of the process.
0: I like that because um, what you're doing is you're kind of saying, this is stuff I got to do. I got to fold my laundry. I have to do my dishes. So let's make it fun for both of us. Right. And um, as she grows, that will be, I know from my own experience, that there is something fun about folding laundry when you're three or Mm -hmm. four or five. It's not that much fun when you're 16, 18, 20. But it still is good habits to learn. So I I, I think that's great. That's a great tip. That is a mom hack. You are a hacky mom. There we
1: go.
0: I don't know. Do we want to be a hacky mom? I don't think so. (laughs) Sounds like we have a bad cold. (laughs) Okay. well, let's jump into our topic today. Today's topic is a great one, I have to say, because it's probably one that we have all dealt with at some point. Uh, We're going to talk about jealousy. Now, probably this starts when we're little and we notice something in one of the classes we're in. Somebody in our class has a toy we want. Um, This actually probably starts in when we're three and we see someone with a toy and we just decide to take it. Like three-year-olds tend to do that, right? Or I remember being a uh, like junior high girl and there was this girl in my class named Jennifer and she had the cutest hairstyle. It was curly, it was short, it had a little... A little bob to it i mean i thought that is what i need that would make me happy right so i i slowly became jealous of it i still remember asking my sister to cut my hair like that my sister was older than me seven years and so one morning before school she said it was picture day she said i will i'll do it for you so i this is just the life of being in a big family i guess my mom must, must not have been paying attention so she cut it but you know we can we know the bus is coming so she cut my hair in this little bob i'm on my way out she really she said wow it's not really the same length on both sides and so i I remember her yelling to me as I walked out the door, just hold your head tilted to the side, you know, <laughs> so, so that the hair would look like it was even length. Anyway, uh, consequently, my hair never looked like Jennifer's at all. Um, it's easy to figure out that we, It's. I mean, it's easy to feel this emotion, but it's not always easy to figure out why we feel it and what we're supposed to do with it. So I'm really glad that you're here today, Heather. You are going to share with us all on this topic of jealousy. So, so kick it off, friend.
1: Well, so... My earliest memory of jealousy also takes place when I was a little girl. Um, It's pretty silly, but I'll I'll give it anyways. (laughs) So I remember I was in first grade and someone in our class told me about another boy in our class and they, that he started dating this other girl wait a minute what grade were you first grade okay oh my so goodness. maybe she didn't say dating because okay. what does dating look like when I you're I know in first grade? that's but, a good point you know, they were a thing they were they were a thing and so up to this point I don't think I'd even given this boy another thought of course but <clears throat> as soon as she mentioned that all of a sudden I wanted to be his girlfriend mm. so my little six or seven year old heart was jealous yeah word must have gotten around because not long after that he decided to make me his girlfriend and he declared it so by holding my hand it was great goodness um but I I honestly don't know if it lasted the rest of the day or just until the next (laughs) recess Um, because soon he had moved on to another girl and what I knew of our relationship was over you know maybe I moved too fast by holding his hand under the reading grip table (laughs) I don't know um let's fast forward to third grade uh there was a girl in my class who always had such cute outfits I think they were probably from Kohl's which to me was like The height of fashion back then. (laughs) So I was, I would find myself envious of her outfits. Um, So these stories might be kind of silly, maybe even kind of funny, but they do show that jealousy and envy are part of our sin nature from a really early age. And I think we'll see as we discuss further just the seriousness of their nature too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I think I think those are great examples. I think probably every single person listening has a jealousy example from childhood oh yeah i think that's a pretty common but like as we grow up it becomes a little bit more sophisticated yes yeah okay so how would you define jealousy and and another question i think we have to ask is is it always bad
1: right so i think um jealousy or how just the world in general would define it or envy would be they would see it as an issue but I think they wouldn't see it as something that is ultimately against God, or they might justify why the person is feeling jealous, or even encourage their friend like, oh, you deserve better. Like mm. I think jealousy and envy are pretty understood that you're, you're wanting something. Um, but I think if we look to see how the Bible speaks of it, it takes on a different light. So the Bible um, in James 3 says, bitter jealousy does not come from above, from God, but is earthly, natural, demonic. Demonic. Wow. Yeah. Um, James continues to say that where jealousy is, there is disorder in every evil thing. And then in 1 Peter two one, Peter says to put aside envy among other sins. And in Exodus 20, when God gives the Ten Commandments, one of them is do not you shall not covet. So in other words, don't envy. Mm. So all these verses put a more serious tone on it compared to how um, you might typically think of it or how the world would even see mm-hmm. it. But I will say on the flip side, the Bible also speaks of jealousy in a positive way when it um, refers to that God is a jealous God. God tells us he is a jealous of God. Mm. And this kind of seems like a contradiction, like God is jealous. Um, but I think this is where making a distinction between jealousy and envy will help. So I know at times I use them pretty interchangeably. Yeah, that's common. Um, but in looking into this topic, um, I found Pastor John Piper, he defines jealousy as In anger because someone else is getting affections that I believe belong to me. So in the context of God saying he is a jealous God is when he is telling the Israelites not to worship other gods Mm. because he is a jealous God. So God is right to expect all their affections and worship. And so when they turn to other gods, he was rightfully jealous. So God is always rightfully jealous because he cannot sin. Um, And sometimes we can be rightfully jealous. We'll talk about that okay later but we aren't always rightfully jealous like god is now envy on the other hand is a discontent with what we have versus what another person has and it turns into resentment towards the other person and even at god so jealousy seems to land more in affections you weren't getting whereas envy is more in what you don't have like possessions looks relationship
0: right your husband home um, for dinner at five. Right. That was a great example. What are some good examples from the Bible on this?
1: Oh, there's quite a few. (laughs) Okay. Just
0: give us a couple. couple. This is like a 45 minute podcast.
1: (laughs) So you honestly don't have to go too far, um, to find your first example in Genesis four, um, Cain, there's an example of Cain and Abel Mm -hmm. and Cain's sacrifice is not accepted by God because he did not obey what God had said. And so, um, And as a result, Cain ends up killing his brother because he believed he should have had God's acceptance and he was jealous of that. And so he became angry to the point where he murders his brother. Um, And then moving right along, we have the story of the sisters Rachel and Leah. Mm. Um, So their husband, Jacob, in kind of an odd twist of events, ends up marrying both of them. Yes. And, uh, (laughs) And although he loves Rachel more than Leah, Leah is the one who is able to bear children. And Genesis 30 says... Now, when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she became jealous of her sister. Mm. So this leads to both sisters using other methods like giving away their servants to bear sons for them and overall just a divisive relationship among the sisters. So later in Genesis, so it's kind of sad, we're still in the same book here. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) crazy. We have the story of Joseph um, and his brothers. The, The Bible says that their father, Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his sons. And his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers. And so they hated him and could not speak to him on friendly terms. So as a result of their jealousy, they couldn't even speak to him on good terms. And they sell him into slavery. And then they lied to their father saying, a wild animal attacked Joseph and he is dead. So moving on to Joshua. Joshua. That is a,
0: by the way, that is a really good story to read. Go into Genesis. It's like that second half of the book. Yes. Is the story of Joseph. And it is really, really good. It's like a page turner. Oh, yeah. Like a novel. It's great. Yeah.
1: Um, And then in Joshua 7, this follows the story of the defeat of Jericho, where God brings down the walls and the Israelites go in and conquer the city. But God tells them not to take anything for themselves. Mm. Uh, But there's a man named Achan. And he covets material wealth, and while he's conquering the city, he sees, I don't know whether it was clothes or money or fancy objects, but he takes some for himself. Um, So this coveting leads him to hiding his sin, quite literally, Mm. under his tent. Yes. (laughs) And um, the Israelites experience loss at the Battle of Ai because of his sin. And this leads even further to his ultimate consequence, which is his death and his family dies along with him. So we see his sin affects um, far more than just himself.
0: Isn't that always true?
1: And then one (laughs) last example I'll give when it's a little humorous in a way. So King Ahab in in 1 Kings 21, he's envious of this guy Naboth. Naboth has a vineyard. And it's funny in the sense when Ahab asked him for it and Ahab is like, no, you can't have this. And the Bible describes Ahab as going away and pouting about it. He lies on his bed. And so you have like this grown up man, this king of Israel acting this way. So in comes his lovely wife, Jezebel, um, and she decides to step up in her own way and has Naboth killed so that Ahab can get the vineyard.
0: I'm not sure that lovely fits with Jezebel. No, on the I side said note. that sarcastically. <laughs> I figured Very so. Very sarcastic.
1: But so all these are pretty, I would say, drastic examples of jealousy and envy. I don't think any of us are planning on killing anyone today because no. we're jealous. Uh, but they do serve as a warning. They mm. show the nature of our hearts and where jealousy and envy can take us if we don't examine our hearts and repent of our sin. And they show really the truth of James 3, that bitter jealousy brings disorder and every evil thing. Yeah. Wow. Those are great stories to think. And there are many more,
0: sadly, oh, yes. in the Bible. But they're, like you said, I love how you brought out that there are examples for us. They are for us to learn from. Mm-hmm. So that's really a good point. They're not just to read as if it's a novel, like I said earlier. Right. Although I do enjoy those books that read like that. But... They are for, to teach us. So I love how you brought that out, that they're to teach us that what James actually says, right. which is that it is not good. Jealousy is not good, right? So how about can we live with this emotion in a godly way? And then how does sin creep in with this emotion?
1: Right. So in your initial podcast with Cheryl that introduced our topic, I believe she mentioned that not all emotions are bad. So is it possible to live with jealousy and envy in a godly way? It kind of seems probably not. Um, However, I would say that jealousy is not always a wrong feeling, kind of going back to what I mentioned earlier, that jealousy isn't wrong for God and sometimes isn't for us. Okay. So, for example, it's not wrong for a spouse to be jealous of their spouse's affections if their spouse is truly giving those affections to someone else. Okay. It's kind of odd if they didn't feel jealous of that. Um, As far as wanting certain things, whether it be a relationship, a different job or a home, they're not wrong in and of themselves. But I would say this is where the sin comes into those situations. So back to the wife. If she's feeling jealous about her husband when he hasn't even given her a reason to be, or even if he has, if that jealousy eats her up to the Mm. point where she is no longer trusting God with a situation, that jealousy has then become sin. Mm. Or for envy, it's not wrong to want a beautiful home like my friend might have. But if I let that feeling turn into discontentment and resentment toward that friend, then it has become sin.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. When you talk about, you brought up that James 3 and you, you it, it was entitled Bitter Jealousy. Yes. And bitterness is quite an interesting thing. So I wonder if that fits in well here. Like it's just a very deep root. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Okay,
1: so um, how can this emotion like lie to us? <clears throat> so at their core, both jealousy and envy, they say something or someone belongs to me and I'm not getting it. And it might be true that someone or something should belong to you, and it's not always wrong to want something. But the lie comes in when we believe that something belongs to us so much that God is withholding that from us and that God can't be trusted. Hmm. Or if we're wanting something or someone that God has told us in his word is a sin. So these lies turn into a misguided worship. So instead of believing God deserves all the glory and being jealous for his glory and worship, we are focused on ourselves. Hmm. It's a lie that reveals our hearts are not satisfied in God to be all that he is for us and to meet our needs. So this lie affects how we treat and view others, and it even twists our prayers when we're asking God for things we want. James 4 touches on this and says, You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: I think that makes me think we should all go read James. Yes. it's a lot of good stuff in <laughs> <Yes>. there. <laughs> One of the things that we often talk about in here is that, and it's true, the Bible talks about it, that sin starts in the heart. Right. It's not just, you know, that your neighbor has something you want. It actually starts in your heart and that's where the sin begins, where you're discontent in your heart. Or I think discontent and jealousy probably... Are like sister or brother sins yeah, yeah. Him, yeah okay so how should we think about it because if that's where we're starting we have to think
1: right right so like you touched on sin is very subtle and deceptive and we might think we don't struggle with jealousy or an envy um, so I think a good way to think about it is to ask yourself where am I discontent or where do I struggle to trust God and I think you will find ways you have been dealing with jealousy and envy that perhaps you didn't realize and if we think about jealousy and envy as a lack of trust in God and a desire that I receive glory, it puts a different light on our sin in our hearts.
0: Yeah, I would I would mention quite a few years ago I was dealing with um, like a, an issue with a friend, and I was really hurt and upset and blah blah blah. You know all the things that come with it. And I remember when it like dawned on me that I actually was jealous. And when I actually <laughs> when I actually said it out loud, it was like, wow, that it just like hit like there is something about examining our hearts Mm -hmm. because it kind of sneaks in in different places okay so if it's a sneaky sin jealousy is a sneaky sin um how do we hide this emotion but really look good on the outside
1: oh yes so when it comes to jealousy and envy i think a lot of the time among many sins is that excuse me is that it shows itself um in our minds. So we're stewing over that person we're envious of, we're comparing ourselves and putting them down in our minds. So often they're more like secretive sins. We probably aren't as willing to share with a friend, or like you said, until you confessed it, or a Bible study. I struggle with envy. You know, it just doesn't make us look very good. No. Um, but that's why it's important to remember God cares about our hearts, and jealousy and envy reveal something about our hearts. I would say a good example would be the Pharisees in Jesus' time on earth. They loved to make themselves appear holy and just as good as you can get. Mm -hmm. Um, But their hearts revealed a very different reality. Jesus called them out on their hypocrisy, and they hated him for it. They were envious of his popularity with the people. And I don't know that I really quite connected that before, but in Mark 15, it says that Pilate was aware that the chief priests handed Jesus over because of envy. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, we might go about our days having the appearance of looking good, but meanwhile, jealousy and envy are going unchecked and unconfessed in our hearts. But the reality of it is that it does eventually come out, as do all sins. Yeah. Uh, People do notice how you treat others because of your envy, and they will notice your sour spirit because of how jealousy is taking away your joy. Yeah, That's, um, that's really interesting
0: about Pilate. And that—that that is the reason the Pharisees really just—they dis- yeah. were—they were envious mm-hmm. of him. I hadn't really ever thought about that. It's a good point. Okay, so Heather, that's really helpful. But we got to figure out what we're going to do now. Right. So, what can we do to deal with our jealousy? Because if we—if we see it, we got to—we got to figure out how to deal with it. You can't just leave it there.
1: Right. And I think it looks different depending on what stage of life you're in. So, I would say if you're a young woman, be on the lookout for these type of things so if you find yourself more envious of your friends at school whether it's their better grades their better athletic ability you know your friend made the school play and you didn't or even that your friend is in a dating relationship maybe your parents don't allow you to date right now um perhaps your friend's family makes more money so she's able to have nicer clothes or go on a more expensive family vacation those could all be uh, Mm -hmm. traps that you could easily fall into of discontent and envy um when you're a younger woman um a single woman might be tempted to be envious of her friends that are getting married they're having kids and moving on with their life so it seems <laughs> well it seems like your life just really isn't going anywhere you know, you're going home for the holidays and you're facing the questions from well-meaning but nosy aunts and grandmas they're like wa- wondering why are you still single <laughs> i that's, know <laughs> that's
0: a good lesson to the aunts and grandmas yes. to just not ask just the questions ask.
1: <laughs> she'll tell you um I know when I was single, I struggled when a friend started a new relationship or it seemed all the good guys were taken. Um, as an aside, though, I want to say that it is not wrong to desire a godly relationship or a godly marriage. I think sometimes single women, myself included, when I was single can think th- that they shouldn't have those desires. And mm. They just need to be content. Um But those are good things, and God Mm -hmm. says Christian marriage is good. So it's not that you need to stuff those desires away, but rather bring those desires to God and trust Him that He knows what is best. And really that principle applies to any good desire that we might have as well, not just in relationships, um, for the single working uh, woman. Well, I
0: wanted to pause for a minute and tell you that next week on the podcast, that's mm.
1: a perfect segue,
0: Heather. Oh, good. You don't even know this. I love <laughs> this. Next week, we are doing a whole entire episode on the ABCs of dating, mm. like all the things around that. And that little piece that you just shared is super duper important mm. that we, it's not wrong to, to desire those things, right. but when they take over, that's the problem. So right. so, so stay tuned next week. Stay tuned. Right? <laughs> okay. Okay. What about a married woman then?
1: Um, a married woman, she faces temptations for jealousy and envy as well so some of us may have times where we feel unnecessarily jealous of our husbands or have suspicious thoughts about him when really nothing is wrong or perhaps we've been hurt in the past and that's carried over into this relationship but those thoughts are not on what is true and they're really a foothold for doubt and a lack of trust to enter into your marriage Hmm. Um, a married woman may also be unnecessarily jealous of her husband's time so say your husband is spending his evening reading and he's not spending one-on-one time with you or he's out with his guy friends for the night, jealousy can creep in and tempt you to think that your husband must give all his attention to you and all his free time and that's just not realistic or healthy. Yeah. Um, I think another big area though can be in just in our homes. I know I have struggled with this. So as homemakers, we can be so easily swept up, um, especially in areas like social media or YouTube vlogs. There's lots of like really helpful yeah. homemaking YouTube videos out there, but um, they can be an area of comparison for me. So you're, you're watching this homeschooling mama vibe, and she's uh, vlogging while maintaining this immaculate right. home, making homemade right. bread—probably sourdough. Um, Search, yes. I'm sourdough, but it always seems to yes. Be. Uh, her children are well-behaved, and she somehow has managed to shower and put on a cute outfit and fix her hair for the day. Yep. It's just wow. So, but her life may look so desirable, and that's where the comparison and envy would come in
0: but again that is just a of image right that's not the real life
1: oh no there's putting on what looks
0: good yeah yeah you're here we're, we're in the studio here which is my home and heather didn't probably pay attention but i got dishes in my sink today and i got laundry all over one of my boys rooms anyway this is the real life right right yeah okay
1: um then even just the mother for sure faces jealousy and envy as well. I think she can be envious of another mother and how she seems to have her life together. Especially when you are a new mom, it's easy to look at other more experienced moms and just wish your life was (laughs) together. Like there's, Uh, Personally for me, I have found an area of envy can be in the area of um, your baby or your child reaching their milestones. So my daughter has been dealing with some developmental delays, but even before we realized she had those, I would see other babies her age, and they were already doing this milestone or that milestone, Mm. and it can be easy to feel envious of that mother's situation. (laughs) Or before my daughter was sleeping through the night, I would see another mom's post on social media about how their baby was finally sleeping through the night way before my daughter was. And let's just say I was not abounding with joy with them (laughs) as I read that. So while I desired good things for my daughter, my being envious showed a lack of trust in God and a lack of love for others and their successes. Mm. Another area that perhaps new moms may not expect to encounter is an envy of others in uh, quote-unquote easier seasons of life. Mm. So becoming a mom, your independence and free time is instantly redefined. That's that's so kind how you said that. <laughs> Instantly redefined.
0: It's just all changed. I love it. Literally yeah. overnight.
1: Yeah. Um, so especially in, in the very beginning, I would miss I would miss my old life. It's so I'd be like jealous of my past yeah. self, which is kind of weird. Um, or I would think about how single people or married couples without children, they just don't know how much freedom they mm. have. They just don't know how good they have it. it. So my heart would reveal my discontent with the season I was in, which can foster envious thoughts. Mm. So, for a grandmother or even just a mother with adult children, I think this season comes with a lot of challenging transitions. So a mother may struggle when her adult child begins dating, gets married, and that child is moving on. And they aren't spending as much time with them. And in general, they're becoming more independent and they're spreading their wings. And these are all natural and good things. But if that mother isn't mm-hmm. trusting God with those transitions, she may become jealous of the affections her child is now giving to their significant other. Yeah.
0: And, and just on a side note, like I'm right there in this moment. And I think it is also easy to, as a grandmother, it, it would be very easy to um, become jealous of the time that you're grandchild gets to spend with the other family oh yeah like there you really have to be prepared for this and it's and it is interesting that you you showed us through all of life jealousy is there you, you walked us through every single piece mm-hmm. of it of life and it's something we always have to fight and I, I think that is really helpful Heather we never we I mean I suppose people might by the grace of God and God's hand in their life and the Holy Spirit, conquer sins of jealousy at different points, but it's always going to creep. Right. And we have to learn how to take care of it. So so give us your final challenge, Heather. What would you finally say to all of us on how to deal with this?
1: So since it's a sin, we know we have to fight against it, right? So how do we fight against jealousy and envy? Uh, we've talked about how both sins, they reveal a lack of trust in God and a lack of desiring his glory. I think one way we can combat this is by practicing thankfulness in our every day. So a thankful heart is a content heart hmm. and um, it is thankful for what God has given her. And it's hard to be envious when you are content with what you have. Another way would be to meditate on the characteristics of God. So when I think about how God is glorious and he deserves all the glory, it reduces my mind that I don't need to be receiving all the attention and affection that jealousy tells me should be mine. Hmm. When I think about how God is sovereign, he's wise, he's my provider, my father, he's good. All these truths combat the emotion of envy. So renewing my mind transfers my eyes from myself and my distorted view of reality and places it back where it belongs on God and helps me to see the truth about my situation. And so much of the battleground against jealousy and envy takes place in the mind. Yeah. So I think um, memorizing scripture is just mm-hmm. helpful in those moments. So some um, Final verses I would leave with you um, that would be helpful are in Colossians 3, 1 through 2. It says, therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. Wow. Wow.
0: That is so helpful. The whole entire time today when we've talked, I have found myself... In all of what you've said, (laughs) like here I am, 49, and I still at times struggle with jealousy. And like I said a little bit ago, it's something we just have to be aware of because it's such a sneaky, Mm -hmm. creepy sin. You know, it just creeps in. And um, I think what you shared is so helpful. I also love that you talked about thankfulness. What did you say thankfulness is the counterpart to contentment or something like that?
1: Yeah, a thankful heart is a content
0: heart. Yes, that's so, that should be like the the theme of our lives, right? A thankful heart is a content heart. Um, recently, I was hanging out with some women and a woman shared um, that she has been keeping a journal, a thankful journal, and she's done this for years. And I, I I've done this before, but I thought I got to do this again. So I've been writing five things every day. And um, this is from my friend, Adrian, who doesn't know that I'm even sharing this because (laughs) it really impacted me. I thought, yeah, I need to do that. Like, this is such a great way. And that's a great counterpart to jealousy. Like, what has God given you? Mm -hmm. What are good things that he has blessed you with? I think that's really, really good. So that's my side note here. But I think it's a good way to start. Um, You know, Heather, would you pray for us today? Sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Father, thank you for your word that provides us with truth and light. Help us in our fight against jealousy and envy. Pray that you would give us soft hearts to trust in you for all our needs. Thank you for being our all in all and for being jealous for our hearts. We love you in Jesus name.
0: Amen. Amen. Hey, um thanks Heather so much for coming on. It was great to have you. I might have to call you again to come and join Thank me. You. <laughs> Hey, um, join us next week as we jump into that very hot topic I mentioned earlier. We are going to talk about nine common fallacies or lies that um, are in dating, engagement, and even early marriage. I mean, honestly, some of these fallacies that we're going to talk about might even be in someone who's been married for many years. Like, it's interesting to think through them. I'm going to have three guests join me for that episode. It's going to be a great, great episode as we talk all things single, dating, engaged, married, and I think it will be helpful for anyone in those spots but also for women who are mothers or grandmothers the big sisters you know your bible study leaders youth workers i mean okay it's just going to be a great episode for anyone so everybody i hope you join us don't be don't be persuaded to not because it says dating in the title i think it will be good to think about these things and any woman can learn from them remember when everything around you is shaken you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of god until next time